Well, it is episode three here of the Cherokee Rewind podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us here. My name is Mick. And, of course, I, the next name out of the hat that was drawn was the guy that was uh, a defenseman for the Toledo Cherokee, war number five, went by the name of Josh Smith, played just a few years ago. And, uh, Josh, first of all, welcome to Cherokee Rewind. How you doing? Good, Mick. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, glad to have you here. Now, Josh, how many years did you play in Toledo? I was there for two years. Okay, and what, which seasons were those? season and then the 2016-17 season okay and uh now you were a, you were a defenseman and have you always uh during your hockey career from the time you were a little guy up through the time you finished your your uh juniors were you always a defenseman no i wasn't i remember back in mini mites when everybody gets a turn at being goalie oh I nice turn and i was terrible so i said I don't want to be a goalie anymore. Yeah. The next game, my coach put me at forward, and I scored like two or three goals a game. But, you know, you're mini mites, so everybody scores. But it's <laughs> a lot more fun than trying to stop a puck. So I was like, well, this is fun. I'll be a forward. So I was a forward for a few years. And then when I became a peewee, I want to say, I played up in Flint, and I was a defensive winger. Right, I was playing forward, but I was defensive-minded, so my coach pulled me aside one day, and he goes, I'm going to have you try playing defense. I said, um, okay, coach, but I like to score. He goes, yeah, you could score on defense, too. I was like, not as much, but, <laughs> you know, we'll give it a shot, right? So that's how that happened. I was 10 years old, 11 years old, and I've been a defenseman ever since. So, essentially, what I mean, uh, is it something that you enjoy? I mean, or did you enjoy it? Or would you have preferred to have gotten another shot at being up front? No, I, I think I enjoy defense much more. It's a, um, it's a much more simple game playing defensively when you get to hang back in the play. Right, You, you break the puck out, and then you watch the forwards work really hard, and you just kind of take your time getting up to the blue line to hold the puck in the zone and you watch all the forwards skate like crazy and do all the hard work and like hey and i'm open at the point you get the puck you shoot it on net or make simple plays but no, i much prefer to play defense over forward any day of the week <laughs> so josh let me let me ask you how old were you when you first started uh, this game when you first took was, got, took skates when i first put on skates i was three years old oh just a yeah. wee wee baby I take it yeah. your I take it your family put you there and uh, said you're gonna skate and enjoy it. <laughs> uh, in a roundabout way, actually, I have an older cousin who my parents took him to a Detroit Vipers game back in the day. Oh yeah, I went I went and, to plenty of those. Yep. yep, my cousin is four years older than me, so they took him when he was like, pretty little, maybe three, four years old. They took him to a Vipers game and then. My cousin goes up to his parents and he goes, yeah, I want to try hockey. And then, long story short, according to the story I was told by my parents, we went to one of my cousin's games when he was little, and I saw it and I wanted to try it. So, in a roundabout way, yeah, my parents put me into hockey. <laughs> well, you know, uh, now, of course, oh, I'm trying to think. You're not old enough to know uh know about the viper or actually have seen a vipers game i actually was there the night they won the turner cup uh it was the same year the red wings won the stanley cup if i remember correctly it was a long 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 time ago but that's another story for another time but uh anyway josh um as far as you know growing up obviously here in in the heart of michigan uh red wings fan i'm gonna presume who was your favorite player growing up him his work ethic he was always the hardest worker out there without a doubt and he, he saw the game very very well and he played a very sound game a very team game he wasn't trying to do it by himself or anything like that he incorporated everybody and then when he retired of course it was nick lichstrom because that man's the best defenseman i've ever seen play 
Mm. Now, did you wear number five because of him? No, actually. I um, My number in high school was 15. And then when I came over to Toledo, Kenny, Kenny Miller gave me the option of like three different numbers, and 15 was not one of them. So I was bummed. So I was like, well, I'll just go number five. Close enough. But, uh, yeah. But so, uh, so you come to Toledo. What were you, what was it like for you? I mean, as far as uh, you know, playing in. I mean, yeah, you're playing in another state, but I mean, just the idea of making the jump to juniors. So my first year of juniors, actually, I went to Arizona for a year in the Western States League, and playing down there, eighteen years old moving away from home into a completely different state. The hockey is a totally different level of hockey. Just outside of the game competitiveness, but you know, coming to the rink every day and actually working hard, unlike high school practice. You got off-ice, you got workouts, team meetings, video, you know, coaches meetings, you know, four hours a day at the rink. And it was a big a big wake-up call on just what the next step is like. And that, that's just Tier 3 hockey. I mean, I couldn't imagine what Tier 2, Tier 1, NCAA, and then what the pros go through. But uh, it was definitely a big wake-up call. And then after that, I came to Toledo for the two years, and it was it was nice being a lot closer to home, for sure, because my parents got to see most of the games. I mean, the only games they did not come to was when we went out to Rooster Pittsburgh or uh, was it Jamestown to play the Southern Tier Express? Yeah, out east. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a hike out there. But I mean, still, it's got to be. It was well, it probably helps too. The do you think it helped? I mean, obviously, when you're out west, you know, you got to grow up a lot quicker. But at least the one nice thing about being here, you could sleep in your own bed, and you know, you're you're. Uh, you know the the comforts of home probably also I would think have had a uh, pretty good uh, impact on you as far as uh, well first of all did uh, was Toledo the only spot you thought about playing at or were there other spots you would have thought of playing maybe so when at, so when I was in Arizona two of the assistant coaches are from Pittsburgh and after that season down there, they went back to Pittsburgh, and they actually got in touch with Dave Dorsey, who was the coach of the Vengeance at the time. So I got in touch with him, and I was actually a Pittsburgh Vengeance for a month. And then uh, Dorsey ended up trading me to, to Toledo. So I mean, Toledo was never even on my radar at the beginning. But I didn't even know Toledo was a team still, because I remember growing up, the Metro Jets home rink it was my home rink up here in Waterford, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I remember I'd see, I would remember seeing that big black chest of cape and tools that, that Mo has for the skaters. <laughs> I remember seeing that. So when I first walked into that Cherokee locker room and I saw that chest or that trunk, I was like, oh my God, this is the team. Well, you know, the funny thing is, too, is that, of course, none of that has changed. Mo still does right. that. Uh, but uh, I, I, it cracks me up because, uh, you know, you talk about Waterford, the old uh, that Lakeland Ice Arena. That is the yeah. only place, Josh, I'm not kidding, at least as far as from my end of it. It's probably the only place I know that you could go up there in the middle of February Stand outside in the middle, and you know how windy it gets up there and how cold it is up there. Mm-hmm. And you could walk into the rink, and it would be colder inside the rink than it would be outside the rink. Yeah, it was, that was crazy. I mean, I I grew up there, and I refed hockey there, and refing there was terrible. Oh, man, it was so cold. I couldn't. So I couldn't even begin to imagine want, uh, playing a, in a league there. I mean, that was just. I mean, you could see your breath. It was so cold. And that's indoors, you know. Yeah. I mean, it. You you bundled up. You brought. You did whatever you had to to stay warm. And that was that was like I said. That was in the middle of February when we'd go up there, and it was just, you would freeze yourself silly. 
and I just hey, I gotta go warm up. I need to go outside where it's twelve degrees. Go warm up. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And it's like one of the, it was funny. We were I was talking with uh, matter of fact, I was talking with Kenny, and we were making a why he was making a. We were talking about the uh, ice house and how cold it gets because sap back in the days, uh, good old sap. No, he never really heated the place up. He says, "What's the name of the building?" It's the ice house. So it's the house right. of ice. So that was his rationale. Well, uh, Kenny was telling me that the coach for Columbus uh, would uh, complain about how cold it is up there. And I'm like, he's lucky he didn't have to play the Metro Jets, you know, in Lakeland. You know, he's lucky they're now located in Frazier. And if he, if he, you know, if he would have, uh, if he would have went to, up to Lakeland and played him up there and then came to Toledo, Toledo would be downright tropical compared to, Compared to uh, what was up there in Lakeland, my gosh. I mean, that was just crazy cold up there. No, but, it's, it's insane. I don't understand it, but ice is hard. It never melts on you, so, I mean, it's hockey. Can't I, complain too much. Yeah, true. Yeah, we're talking with Josh Smith here, good old number five over here uh, from the Toledo Cherokee. Played a couple seasons in Toledo. Uh, Josh, uh, who was your first defense partner in the in, in Toledo? <laughs> the captain, Mr. Bogey. Yeah, Big uh, country bogey, yeah. So what was that like when you guys, uh, when you found out you were partnering up with him? What was, like, your introduction to David Bogart? Oh, geez. Uh, so I don't know if the Cherokees still do this, but, like, before the official regular season starts, they would do a couple preseason games. Well, I remember I – Drove in from Pittsburgh in, like, mid-August. Drove from Pittsburgh to Toledo. Met up with Kenny and Mo. You know, walked me around the rink in the locker room. And then the next morning, Kenny's like, yeah, we got, you know, be here at 7 in the morning, blah, blah, blah. So I get to the rink, and that's where I met everybody for the first time because we're getting ready to drive off to Wooster for, like, three mini-games between us, Wooster, and Cincinnati or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, I met everybody for the first time there, and then trying to get to know everybody in the locker room before the game, and then Coach Omi pulls me out and he goes, yeah, I'm going to have you playing with Bogey. I said, oh, okay, you know, like, I'm a pretty adaptable player. I mean, if I'm playing with a very offensive-minded defenseman like Ben Hamilton was, <laughs> I know I'll, I'll hang back a little bit. And Bogey was a little more defensive-minded, so it's like I knew I could go with the rush. But it did take a few skates to figure out how people play. But, man, playing with him was it was phenomenal. I mean, that, that guy was super smart. He was always in great positioning. You know, the other thing, too, is um, it, gives you, it gives you the ability to, as you said, take some chances and stuff. Uh, would you consider yourself uh, an offensive-minded defenseman or more of a stay-at-home guy? I, it really depends on how the game's flowing. I mean, there were times in games where I would take the puck up and move the puck up quickly, rush it up, pinch in hard, or even go, try and sneak into the high slot, depending on how the game was flowing and if we tried to need to get some offense. But other times I tried to be a little more defensive-minded because we were pretty good at having that third forward stay a little bit high to help us out back on the defensive side of the puck. But, I mean, to me, it was just how I was reading the game and how it was flowing. Like, playing Metro, Jets, I was not very offensive-minded in those games. That's for sure. <laughs> and you, you blink, next thing you know, they're gone going the other way, and you're like, uh-oh. You know what the funny part is, is, of course... Metro, the, the, this over the last probably five, six years, they've gotten really good. They, yeah, they got a new coach, new ownership, new rank. It's a whole new team. Yeah, well, they. I was going to say for many years, they were not, uh, let's just put it this way, they were not at that level. No, they were not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing some of the games. They yeah. were not good. So, but, uh, yeah, no, how times have changed. They are definitely much, much better. Uh, but, oh, yeah. yeah, now for you, um, you know, 
Who do, who was your defense partner in the second year? Was was it Ben? Oh, geez. Uh, I played with Will Delvern for a little bit. I played with Bailey Thompson. I played with Austin McFarland. I, I mean, I was all over the board. We, we all played with each other that second year there. I, I did not play with Hamilton very often, though. Of all, of all the guys that you played with then uh, that during that, uh, who was the guy you you like playing with the most as far as having a defense partner? That's a great question. Uh, I do have one of those every one once in a while, not often, but I do ask a good uh, question. Honest, to be honest with you, I, I would probably Blake Mullins. I mean, that he was. He was kind of like bogey, you know. He just he just played defensively. He just was in the right spot. He communicated very well, and he adapted to how I played very well, and I adapted to how he played. We read each other very well. We already knew what the other person was thinking before they knew what they were thinking, type of thing. So you guys, had, you guys had good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed playing with Blake Mullins too, because I knew if I got burnt, which happened. A good amount of times. <laughs> I knew he. I knew he was there to pick up my slack for me. Well, you know, uh, now you know you talk about that. Um, you played uh, when you were there. There were times where it was uh, there was it was tough. It was tough. Let's just put it that way. It was there were some tough times there. Um, but mm-hmm. how did you endure? I mean, how did you you know get the mindset? That hey, I'm not just gonna play out the string. I'm still gonna show uh, what I can do, but also to show the younger guys, kind of show them the way a little bit about what they need to do to be successful at the junior level. Uh, I think it was more about the internal part of you, you know, the, the attitude and the work ethic. As I mean, there was there was a chunk of time in my second season where Kenny and Todd took me off the power play, and you know, I couldn't. I couldn't understand why, really. And then, you know, I, but I didn't try to let it bother me too much. I just kept working hard, working on my attitude, try to be a, a positive role model, positive influence in the locker room. Just so in case something else like that happens with another player, it's like hey, the coaches are doing it. They're trying to make the team better. You know, try something else. Maybe something will work out. You know, just keep working hard. Keep doing your own thing and. It'll come. Well, you know, the... So that, oh, go ahead. So that was my mindset behind the whole thing. It was just like, oh, yeah, I got taken off the power play or, you know, I got benched for a shift because I had a bad shift. You know, we want too many turnovers, but that's hockey. That, that's sports in general. I mean, you make mistakes. You just can't let it take you down. You just got to keep that positive mindset and keep working through it. You know, I was going to ask you, too, you know, in regards to that, um, you know, uh, of the of the two, well, the two seasons that you were there, um, you run across a lot of different personalities and stuff, not only, you know, just the, the uh, coaching staff and a lot of the, the folks around you, but the players especially. Uh, what was it like in your first year versus your second as far as the personality of the team? I mean, were there was it more loosey goosey one year versus think, the other? Or? Yeah, I think the second year was a little more relaxed, a little more fun. So we we had a couple goofballs on the team, goofballs in a good way, not not in a bad way. Just some comedians on the team the second year, as were the first year. I mean, it was still a fun time. It was just you could just tell that there was a different vibe between the two seasons and who was in there a little bit more joking around about this topic compared to a different topic or something like that. But, I mean, both years, it was still pretty relaxing. So nothing was too strict. The locker room was never too tense. So, I mean, with, uh, I mean, playing with the, I mean, all those vets like uh, Bogart and uh, uh, Austin Turner and, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. The... Zalecki. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Zebop and uh, guys like that. I mean, that had to be uh, a lot of fun. I mean, who was probably that first year, who was the probably the uh, the comedian that kept the room loose? Oh, geez. Um, 
probably honest, honestly it was probably Zay Crawford oh you know, yeah it was, his, it was only his first and only year with the Cherokee but he knew how to keep the locker room loose and relaxed and fun and he was always cracking jokes you know he would talk crap about our game but in a joking manner to where you had to laugh at him type of thing but you know I mean he would do it so Lucky would chime in with some jokes and Turner would chime in with some jokes I mean it was a fun group of guys and a good group of guys for sure but yeah I think Zay was the the comedian for sure and uh, where did when you like when you came in and you sent when you first came to Toledo that year what was your what I guess what was your role supposed to be and what did it end up being my role supposed to be yeah, you, you know how usually coaches will tell you what they expect and what they want you to do as far as coming in and of course you you had a year under your belt down out in arizona so what kind of right. what kind of what kind of stuff did they have i mean did they have anything in particular that they wanted you uh, to do i mean right off the bat i think they were just trying to get a feel for me because you know it was their first time seeing me and seeing me skate too it's not like i went to a main camp and they got to see me play so I think they were kind of testing the waters with me as I was with the team, you know, trying to figure out where I'm going to fit in and what my role would be. So I, I don't I don't recall them ever saying, like, you know, we're hoping you to be an offensive defenseman or a defensive defenseman. It was kind of just, let's see how he plays and we'll work it from there type of thing. And I mean, I just tried to read the team, read who I was playing with, and figure out their style so I could adapt accordingly to be what's best for the team while I'm out there on the ice. Hmm. Well, um, now, you know, you, you say about the second year. Uh, who? I mean, that was kind of uh, more of, a, as you said, it was a little more all over the place as far as who you played with in the defensive pairings. Um, did you ever... Uh, I don't know. Did you did it did did you did you ever want to go to the coaches and say, hey, I want to try something different, or I I want to do something different here, or did any of that ever creep into your mind, or did you just say, yep, I'm 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 here to play. Let me you know just keep it straight and narrow. Yeah, no, it was more of just yeah. Kenny and Todd have been around the game longer than I've been alive, and. I trusted them and that they knew what they were doing. And, you know, I was just like, hey, you're going to play with this person? All right, that's fine. You know, I get to play hockey. I get to play the game I love. You know, I get to play the game right now. And it's not like I'm a healthy scratch or I'm getting benched. It's like, oh, you want me to play with this person? Okay. Like, I'll, I'll do my best, you know. And I tried to have fun with it, tried to do what was best for myself and the team. And sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't. But I, that's just how she rolls sometimes. But no, I never went in and tried to talk to Kenny or Todd and be like, hey, I think we should give this a try. We should give that a try. Because odds are they've already ran through that scenario in their mind or tried it out in a practice or have tried that certain, uh, like that certain play design years ago in the past. And so I, I trusted them more than to question or throw out opinion well you know let me ask then who of the two of course they're both characters in their own right uh i mean they have been uh they've been something else uh who would you say probably has is the more um the louder of the two when they when they get going in the locker room when you mean louder like when they're angry when they're when they're when, when they're firing that when they're when they're uh, trying to fire up the team and they're really getting getting into it, whether it's out of being mad about about a about a bad period, or even if it's just to try and fire them up to say, hey, we we got this. Well, to fire us up, usually it was Mo coming in into the locker room, trying to get us fired up, and then Todd would make fun of Mo or joke around. Kenny would be sitting there laughing, encouraging Todd, making fun of Mo or making fun of me or something. But when when someone was mad, it was definitely Kenny. Oh man, he 
I have no doubt. No doubt at all. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, if you have, uh, who was the, who, was there any other assistant coach there at that time when you were there? Parker showed up very seldomly, so, I mean, I never really got to know him. You know, I don't recall seeing him at too many skates or games, so really it was just Kenny and Todd for the most part. I mean, I know they've got Nick Sines now, and he's been doing a great job and stuff, but uh, as far as... uh... As back then, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was. I can't. I couldn't remember. I know. Yeah, TP was there for a little bit. I did. I don't know. Was he? Work, I think he was working with goalies, or was supposed to anyway. Um, uh, I, I, that he, was Matt. His name was Matt. As much as I can remember, but okay. I didn't really talk to him either. You know how the goalies are. They kind of just isolate themselves and they have their own little bubble. They're in their own world. world. Yeah, that's what we always shake our heads and just go goalies. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly I mean, it. Who, who wants to purposefully try and stop every single puck? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, you have to be a little nuts. It's kind of like field goal kickers in football. You got to be a little bit. You got to be a little bit out there and in your own yes. little world. And that's just exactly. that's just the world in which it goes. And yes, we are talking with Josh Smith here here on the Cherokee Rewind. Um, Josh, um, okay, so you played you played a couple seasons in the Toledo. Um, do you miss the game? I miss the competitive game every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, after juniors, I didn't really get anywhere with scholarship wise for colleges. And it's hard to find, uh, a school that will offer a physical therapy degree that I'm going for, which is a doctorate's degree and still graduate within the seven years and play sports and so i just i just play beer league now but the competitive game i definitely miss because there's a lot of instances where it's like oh man this guy's head's down i wish i could just hit him through the glass type of thing or you know run this guy into the boards and flip him over the bench but, or uh, get 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 that point where you yeah, where you can, or you get tempted when you go along the opponent's bench and do the slap shot thing with the, like the Hansen no, brothers. No, no, nothing that crazy, Mick. Come on, man. Just Come thought, on. just thought, just a thought. Oh man, but uh, I know I actually know somebody who did that uh, uh, not that long ago. I mean, probably about maybe ten years ago. That uh, he wasn't with us. He wasn't with Toledo, but he he uh, I knew him through the, through the league. And uh, he actually did that. He was uh, he he was playing. They were in a game, and of course he got thrown out and got suspended and the whole nine yards and everything. But oh my God, was it funny? But uh, oh, it's, that's, that's got to be hilarious. I mean, you can't you give me, give me all those heads and just you just mow them down. But uh, those those are the, those. I mean, that's the stuff that makes hockey like the best sport because I mean, all those memories, all the craziness and insanity and stuff that you do on the ice, and then of course afterwards, you you guys uh, laugh about it over a couple of pops and stuff. But uh, now, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now I know it's like trying to pick your favorite kid, but who are some of your favorite players in that second year that uh, you that were teammates with you? Oh man, oh. that's that's a really good question. Uh, no, I gotta I gotta try and remember everybody that was on the team now. Man, <laughs> <laughs> they got like four years ago. Yeah, see, um, try try being I me. Think, it's twenty. I've it's been yeah. over twenty. Yeah, uh, Bailey Thompson actually. He only. I believe he only played the one year, but I was his vet. You know, he was my rookie. I was trying to help him show him the ropes, but he's a really good guy. He, uh, he definitely tried to pay attention and learn from everybody. Um, you know, everybody loves Klopik. He's just an all-around stand-up guy. Great, phenomenal hockey player. Read the ice very, very well. And could he score a goal? Mm-hmm. And he could put that puck in the net. Um, Roman. Roman was a character. Oh yeah, from Russia and a goalie. So 
double whammy right there. Exactly. Roman Malkoff. Malkoff, yep. Yeah. And then uh, good old Nick Nappy, that goofball. Oh, yeah. And that, that kid always had you laughing with just some of the things he said. Uh, I remember <laughs> we were going to, uh, I think it was Pittsburgh, and we were driving past this little river or creek or something. I forgot who it was, but somebody goes, hey, Nappy. How deep do you think that creek is? And he goes, uh, two boats deep. Like, that was some sort of standard measurement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was hilarious. Nap is one that of a kid. kind. Oh, that kid always made people laugh. Yeah, I still keep in touch with him. He'll be on here, I'm sure, one of these days. Uh, yeah, you I, know. Just, I just keep up with him on Facebook and all that stuff. And it's just, yeah, he's oh, a... Man, that, he, that kid was a riot. Yep, amen to that, amen to that. Well, Josh, I mean, uh, as far as for you now, of course, let's uh, see what's going on with you modern day. Of course, you t- you mentioned about going to school for physical therapy to get your doctorate in it. Uh, where are you going to school? I, I just finished my two years at community college, and now I'm going to transfer to Oakland University for year three and four and see where it goes from there because schools change all the time with how well they are ranked with the certain degrees or you know maybe something will change and what i want to be so but as of right now i'm going to be transferring to oakland university in the fall and hopefully i can go to the classrooms because let's be honest if i have to get online do i do school or netflix school or netflix i mean <laughs> i got the internet open <laughs> of course i understand that all too well but uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, eh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. But yeah, the procrastination. You know, <laughs> uh, boy, that I, I hope to work up to that some days. But uh, <laughs> now, you know, as far as um, do you want to stay in Michigan? Uh, I mean, do, when you get done, are you hoping to stay in Michigan, or are you are you looking to basically? You're a young guy, so your your sights are open to wherever you want to go. It's open right now. I mean, if, if we, when I graduate with that degree, and then Colorado calls me because they have a position open, you know, somebody recommended me, or some crazy thing happens, and you know, it's like, hey, go to Colorado. It's like, all right. I mean, if the pay is, you know, going to be right for it, yeah. I mean, I'm. You know, I just in the good old U.S. of A. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there, what's the old saying? Uh, there, yeah, where there's a, a chicken in every pot, although in Colorado's case, it's there's pot in every chicken. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Anyhow, hey, that's a good one. It's that's true, good. man. I never heard that before. That was really good. You feel free to use it's 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 just uh, open domain, but yeah, it's true. Uh, but now, you know, as far as. Um, you know, do you do you ever uh, want to like get to a point where I know obviously you know finishing your education is important and getting lining your career up, but do you ever see yourself where you might want to do something with the game again, like coaching or or something to oh, that effect? Oh, definitely, definitely want to stay in the game for as long as I can, whether it's playing beer league till I'm 90 years old and I'm that guy that needs oxygen after every shift <laughs> or you know i have kids son or daughter you know they want to play obviously i'm gonna try and push them in that direction and see what happens but some way one way or another i, I want to be involved in the game definitely now um you know i mean have you i mean do you, i mean i could see you doing working as a, as a physical therapist for a team um is oh, that would be a that'd be a dream. <laughs> hey, that'd be awesome. Yeah, trust me. I there are. It's it's more attainable than you think. Just keep working. That's all I can tell you. Just keep working. But now, away from the rink a little bit. Also, let's pick your brain here a little a little bit. Um, as far as uh, what can we what can we more or less um expect out of uh out of josh smith in 2020 i mean what are the type of things will uh outside of school outside of the classroom that we would catch you doing 
I mean, obviously you're a big, from what I've seen on social media, you're a big uh, guy who's really in, loves dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of my husky. Man. That... On there. She's, she's my world. That's my that's my little girl right there. Now, how old yeah, is she? I love dogs. They're, they're awesome creatures, man. How old is she? She'll be three in August. Wow. Terror. Yeah. Holy cow, she's pretty big. She, of course. That's the thing, everybody looks and goes, that's a husky, that's pretty small. I'm like, no, 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 you're thinking of the Malamutes. Those things are massive. Yeah, that's true. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, it's like I'm almost like wondering, are you going to throw a saddle on that thing and start riding it around the uh, the open land up there? But, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, no. I, I, I'm waiting for the winter time. I'm going to buy her a harness hook her up and have her drag me around the lake while I wear my skates. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. But that then I expect nothing less, Josh. But uh, now, now uh, of all the things that, uh, that when you were in Toledo, and I guess even in Arizona and stuff, what is the thing, the one thing that you miss about junior hockey right now? But I mean, aside from playing it and being com- competitive, but I mean, of the of the intangibles, of the little day to day stuff, what is the what is the one thing that you can think of that you miss the most right now? Oh man, uh, wow! Just the memories in general, but like the bonds you make with the boys and with the billet families that I lived with. I mean, it's. It's inseparable. I mean, you're going to have that bond forever now. I mean, I still keep in touch with my my billet family from all three teams I was on. You know, and the, the one from Toledo, the Himmel family, I'm sure you know them, or mm-hmm. know of Bill at least. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, actually back in February, their son had a game up here at Lakeland, so I drove there to watch him play, said hi to them. You know, there's times where I'll just make a trip down there for a day just to hang out with them. I mean, it's it's that family outside the immediate family that's inseparable. Wow. You know, I still keep in touch with some of the guys on the team through Facebook or social media of some sort. I mean, it's just, you know, hey, how you doing, man? Like, you know, what you, what you been up to? Or, you know, comments on Nappy's post about some massive fish he caught, you know, stuff like that. It's just. That's going to be there for forever. Well, that's the good thing. That's a good thing. Now, you know, as far as, um, you know, the like I say, the things that you miss, but um, the grind. Do you ever, do you ever sometimes, did you ever catch yourself thinking, because, of course, the grind while you're doing it is like, ugh, ugh. But then when you get away from it, do you catch yourself sometimes like that where you're like, Man, I I missed I even missed the grind, whether it's oh, practice, yeah. getting up early for really early and stuff like that, all the things that you kind of were like, ugh. But now, do you miss them? Uh, I I was one of those weirdos that enjoys pain and suffering. It was like called masochist or something like that. Yeah, you know, so it was like, man, doing the off ice workouts or just skating hard. You know, if we were just being skated in practice, you know, it's like. I enjoyed that, you know, back in the high school days and middle school days, I ran cross country, so I was one of those stupid people that liked to push myself through pain, but I knew in the long run it'll pay off, right? As Omi once said to us, he goes, you're putting a deposit in the bank, and that's what you were doing, or as Herb Brooks said, you know, legs feed the wolf, you know, and that that was my mindset behind it. I, I didn't really complain at least not too much because I mean there does come a point you're like okay coach we've been doing this for 15 minutes like uh, <laughs> get a break here but no that, I tried to keep that positive mindset and I never really had that ugh, like attitude but I, I do miss it definitely miss that because you get when you're done you know you get that that runner's high feeling and you feel really good you feel almost like re-energized for a little bit you feel fresh and it's that's a feeling i definitely missed and now during all this quarantine stuff and this covid like i can't 
go to the gym. I haven't been to the gym since what, March when they closed everything down. And so it's like I just go to work, work my butt off because I, I work at a golf course and the maintenance crew. So I'm working my butt off there. And then I come home and it's just like, oh, okay, like, I want to get that that good workout again. You know, get that feeling of knowing you worked hard and you feel good about it and you get that runner's high of adrenaline and endorphins and just enjoy staying healthy and staying fit and trying to be young for as long as you can. I was going to say, you're, 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 you're getting all the way up there. How old are you now? 24. Oh, you fossil. Anyway, I think I've got corns on my toes. I got corns on my toes that are older than you, dude. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I just, uh, you know, but that I guess, you know, I understand that, you know, you just when you start, once you leave things like that and you move on, it's like I'm getting old now. Uh, you know, well, it's just it's just good to have that mindset, in my opinion. Anyways, right. You get to that habit, you know, it's a routine and then it still routine years later and then years later years later and less health issues later on down the road as as, uh, clinical as that sounds it's the truth yeah nothing wrong with that I I gotta say well okay as we get ready to wind her up here um, where do you see yourself uh, as far as uh, in say mm, five years where do you think you see yourself Five years. Uh, if all goes to plan, five years from now I will be finishing school with a doctor's degree, and that's about it. Man, I I really just try to go day by day and thank God for every day I have. It's really hard to plan that far ahead with where I'm at right now. At least for me, it is. It's like I'm just focused on school and work and like that's pretty much it right now i'm not worried about girls or moving out thank god my parents still let me live at home you know save some money Mm -hmm. but like right now it's school and primarily school just trying to get through that and see what path god has me going down well and that's 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 a pretty awesome you know that's an awesome way to be um now as far as uh you know, um, hmm, trying to think here. Do you ever see yourself uh, coming back down to a to a Cherokee game someday? Oh yes, yes. I didn't. I did uh, not make it down last year at all. School was crazy busy. Had a couple night classes. And, you know how teachers think that that's the only class you're taking, so they give you a ton of homework. Oh, of course. Yeah, so. But, no, I would like to come back down, at least say hi to the Phillip family, Kenny and Todd. Maybe I'll see you down there at the rink. Yeah, I, uh, you know, even though I'm retired from it, I still, you know, from time to time, I still go and watch uh, a few games because, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just, or actually, I'm not sorry. I am so, right. you know, I am so attached to that team, to the game. I love the game, you know, and, you know, it's like I just love the fact that, you know, you can still, no matter where you go, it's still the same. You drop the puck, you you got five on five in front of a couple of crazy guys that are called goaltenders, and you go at it, you know, you just go at it. And that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So, you know, well, I tell you what. You know, um, Josh, I really appreciate you taking the time here to talk to uh, uh, me tonight. Now, before uh, uh, one last thing, I do this with everybody. Um, is there any question you have for me about something, whether it be about uh, your time in at, in Toledo, or uh, if you remember something that you're trying, you're not sure about, you think you can ask me, or if you got a question just for me straight up? I mean, I mean, anything like that, you've got you've got that right here. That's what I do with each each podcast. I let them ask me anything they want. So have at it. Tied you into the Cherokee to do the video. Oh, doing the play-by-play. Spokesperson behind the video. Yeah, what drove you to do that for the Cherokee? From the time I was about oh, I don't know, about five, six years old, 
I grew up on uh, Hockey Night in Canada. So I didn't, uh, you know, I always uh, wanted to be those guys, uh, whether it was, these are all guys who are long gone. They were, uh, when I was a young kid, they were on TV. They were the top guys, but uh, that was back in the 70s <laughs> and actually late 60s, early 70s. So I grew up watching uh, the guys up there like Danny Gallivan, Howie Meeker, uh, you know, uh, Foster Hewitt's son, Bill Hewitt. And uh, I watched the, the, the game. The game that really turned it for me was uh, in 1972, the uh, summit on ice between the Russians against Team Canada. And I was able to watch that on CBC. And I was a, I was a second grader back then. And I was so, like, just enamored and infatuated with that. I, I would just hook, line, and sinker. That's what did it for me. And then, of course, obviously, the Miracle on Ice in 1980. Uh, watching that and just... Uh, you know, watching Mike Ruzioni and saying, you know, yeah, he played for the Gold Diggers here in Toledo, you know, and just absolutely going bananas for that. And All I, right. yeah, so I think that's what got me into wanting to be involved in the game of hockey. Uh, I've always wanted to be behind a microphone. I mean, from I can remember I broke my arm as a kid, uh, standing on my toilet, leaning over, looking in the mirror, doing commercials. And I slipped off. I slipped off and hit my out my arm against the sink, and I broke my arm because I was doing that, doing commercials and stuff. But I went and uh, I decided that's what I wanted. I wanted to do that in some form or another. But of course, back then they don't have they didn't have things like they do now with the internet and everybody and their brother doing this stuff. Uh, right. you, you you had to have like that Ron radio voice and things like that, and I didn't have that. I still don't. But it was like, okay, I was, I went into, you know, most guys, when they have a midlife crisis, that's usually either women or, you know, their, their own insecurities and stuff and whatnot. And I just was like, okay, Lord, what am I going to do? Well, my, in, my, my midlife crisis was uh, wanting to be, wanting to go into radio because I gave up the dream thinking, you know, I don't have the pipes for it. I don't have the, you know, whatever it is, the it factor. So, you know, I, but then I saw an ad for uh, Specs Howard's School of Broadcasting. And I was, uh -huh. I was in school already for something else. And I was like, wait a minute. And I'm like, okay. So I thought I'd try it. Well, I just fell in love with the whole business. You know, not only behind the microphone, but behind the camera. Uh, all the other stuff that goes with it. Well, you know, fast forward to 1997, 96, 97 season. I, a buddy of mine at work told me that he was involved with a hockey team that I hadn't heard of called the Toledo Cherokee. And so I went over and saw him at Tam O'Shanner, and I was like, I just immediately, I was just like, oh, my gosh, it, this doesn't get any better. So I looked, and I was so far. To tell you how old I am, Josh, the music they were playing overhead was the original first release of Jock Jams. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fossil. But uh, anyway, so I just was so, like, completely in, enamored and smitten with, the, with this hockey team. They look like pros, even though they're kids. You know, it, right. it's like they were, to me, they were pros. So I go over and introduce myself, and I'm like, you know, I just finished school um, over up up at uh, Specs, and I had tried to. Uh, I, I previous to that, I went to the University of Toledo and uh, stuff like that, but uh, finished all my stuff, the broadcast stuff at Specs. Well, I'm sitting there. I had done radio a little bit, and uh, that's another long story. But anyway. So I introduced myself to the owners, and they had the. Uh, I was telling Kenny this on our podcast that, you know, they had uh, they had their owner doing the play-by-play -play for the videos, but he kept like would get too excited and complain and yell about the uh, officiating or whatever. If something play happened, he would get really mad and yell while he was supposed to be sticking to play-by-play. -play. So he kept getting too excited. So instead of doing that, he could just be a fan full-time for his hockey right. team. So that's where I came in. 
and I was just going to do it for a couple seasons and call it a day. Well, uh, Chris Renniger talked me into coming back, and I could never say no to her. She was always so good to me. Her and her husband, John, were great friends. And I, to this day, I still love them both. And uh, they, they were really good to me, and I never forgot that. And that's, I kept coming back. Every time I wanted to leave, they wouldn't let me. So 20 years later, you know, I, I just uh, I knew it was time. But that was for the right reasons. It was just it wasn't like to go do something else or something. It was because it was just time. And <clears throat> so I uh, uh, besides that, my better half, she wanted me to be around a little bit more. So although I think probably after a while now, she's probably going to want to kick me back out and make me go do it again. <laughs> but anyway, that that was what got me into doing the Cherokee games. And I never wavered. I just uh, that was I was going to sink or swim with that team and uh, 20 years in and yeah, we swam and we soared and we really had a lot of fun doing it. So that's why that, that is it for me, you know, as far as that goes. So, but Hey, I tell you what, Josh, uh, anything else in closing you want to say to anybody out there? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Not even hello. Old tribe. tribe. That's right. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Well, Josh, I appreciate you sitting here with me doing this and having fun. I really enjoyed this uh, this stroll down memory lane, getting to know you a little better. And I'm sure we'll chat again online or something. We'll we'll definitely keep in touch. And I appreciate you taking the time and doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Meg. It was a lot of fun, man. Hey, no question about it. Well, that's it for this edition of Cherokee Rewind. Don't forget... CherokeeRewind.podbean.com for all the all the uh, editions of the podcast. They come out every Wednesday and Saturday. That I'd be putting out podcasts. Or so this one's the Saturday podcast here with Josh. We'll have and I just pull names out of the hat and get the young men to agree or tell me to go fly a kite. But you, yeah, I have yet to be refused. So they've all been very good and about wanting to uh, be on the podcast. And don't forget uh, again. Uh, CherokeeHockey.com is, of course, the website of the Toledo Cherokee. So please uh, stay close to that as well. And if you need to get a hold of me, of course, on Twitter, I am at Radio Cheap Seats. So be sure to check me out there as well. Uh, that's my radio program here locally on the ESPN affiliate. So that's where I, you can find me each and every weekend. So for Josh, I am Mick. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will talk to you later. Y'all be good and have a good one and stay safe. <laughs>